How about that, my friends? BYU upsets Baylor at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We are talking about it on a postcast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. This is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, the Locked On Cougars podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am coming to you. Let's see what time is it? 2.27 a.m. Mountain Time. That'd be 4.27 a.m. Eastern Time. I don't know in Hawaii. Is it, what, 11 o'clock in Hawaii? Uh, around the world, no matter where you're at, thank you for taking the time. What a win for BYU. They are 2-0 by virtue of a 26-20 victory over the Baylor Bears. In double overtime, the Cougars prevail and they move to what I would expect will be a top 15 ranking when the new polls come out. Expecting those at midday uh, Sunday at some point. Of course, we'll be uh, talking about that on our Monday edition of the show as well as our film review. Just kind of a teaser ahead. This is all about reacting to that win. And folks, What an incredibly gutty performance by the BYU football program. Did things go great in this game? Absolutely not. They could not run the football, folks. BYU for the game. Let's see. 33 carries for 83 yards. That averages out to a healthy 2.5 yards per carry. That's not healthy. I was being facetious. BYU, on the other hand, they put it on the arm of Jaron Hall. He responds with a completion completion percentage of 23 of 39, 261 yards, one touchdown. Is 59% completion percentage. Chase Roberts, obviously, with that absolutely stellar double pass back to Jaron Hall. He was one of one for 22 yards and a touchdown in his own right. So, BYU for the game 283 yards passing. They had 366 total yards in this game. This game, folks, was won on the backs of BYU's defense. The offense did their part. No, no doubt about it. Lopini Katoa, BYU doesn't win with him plunging in for that touchdown in double overtime. That, that, that was a critical, critical point play. But you want to know what won this game? BYU's freaking defense. Elisa Tuiaki, he should take a victory lap on all of us. Yours truly, all y'all out there, all of our quote-unquote mean tweets that we sent out for I don't know how many months in a row during some of the really, really rough games early on in Kalani Satake's tenure, even as recently as some of the stuff last week against USF. I saw some tweets out there about oh, here we go again, Elisa Tuiaki. Even during this game, there were BYU fans who were like, oh, the defense is giving things up. Elisa Tuiaki called about as good of a game as I can remember in BYU defensive history. He limited this Baylor team as the defending Big 12 champions at 289 total yards. Baylor ran the ball 52 times. You know how many yards they gained on that, folks? 152 yards. That's 2.9 yards per average on 52 two carries. Jeff Grimes, the former BYU offensive coordinator, he came to Provo hell-bent on showing that Baylor was more physical. They're the, the better running team. They're, they're going to break BYU's defense like they broke them in Waco a year ago. BYU didn't break in any way, shape, or form. BYU stood tall. That defensive line went toe-to-toe with one of the top five offensive lines in the entire country, and they showed and proved their mettle. What an incredible 
defensive performance for BYU. BYU had four sacks in this game, my friends. BYU had six sacks in the final seven games of last season. Four sacks in a single game. I don't want to hear any slander about BYU not having a pass rush. They figured it out. Will that translate to future games? I have no way of knowing that. Only time will tell. But BYU, talk about a defensive performance. The entire BYU defense deserves the game ball. I know that uh, Aaron Roderick, BYU's offensive coordinator, is the video uh, from post game, him giving the game ball to Elisa Tuiaki. It is well deserved. And this, folks, what an incredible display from BYU. That was a game they very easily could have lost. And Jake Oldroyd, yes, those two missed kicks, there is not a single person out there in the world who feels worse about those kicks than Jake Oldroyd. Jaron Hall embracing that young man when that game went final was just a masterclass in grace. We could all, myself and you out there, all of us could learn a thing or two from the grace, the poise, the dignity, the love, the charity, insert whatever Christ-like attribute you want there from that very moment on the football field. This game, this game of college football, folks, teaches me far more about everyday life than almost anything else in my entire life. I have learned a lot of different things in my life, and I still have a lot of things to learn, but a lot of those lessons have come from my playing days, have come from watching college football, and I learned something tonight. Jaron Hall, that for him to go and embrace his kicker when that game went final, and I'm sure he was telling him, you know what, you're gonna be better next time. You're going to go out and win us a damn football game moving forward. Probably didn't use the expletive. I apologize for that, but he he, he was telling, uh, he's telling Jake Oldroyd. I still believe in you. That was a masterclass in grace, charity, love, benevolence, man. That, that was a very poignant moment uh, to see him go and embrace his kicker. And uh, we're going to get to your guys' comments here in a minute. And I know there are a number of them in there that talk about the, that moment with Jaron Hall and Jake Oldroyd. It's a meme out there because Jake Oldroyd is just at absolute tears. And trust me, there is nobody who feels worse about his performance than Jake Oldroyd. Do I expect him to bounce back from that performance? I do. Jake Oldroyd is a former Lou Groza Award winner. This is a guy who has made multiple game-winning kicks in his BYU career. I'm chalking this up to him having a bad night uh, full moon effect there that the game broadcast i know that they were talking about it being a full moon there were weird things that happened in that game i'm chalking this up to just one bad night for jake oldred now if you go up to oregon and he starts to struggle there then then we can have that conversation about, okay, is there something going on with Jake Oldroyd? He has battled back injuries in his time at BYU, multiple of those. They affected him as recently as last year. I have talked about it on this podcast. Now, I, like I said, if he bounces back next week and has a better week kicking, I'm chalking it up to just it's a one-off. But, like I said, if it's an issue moving forward, I, I use this expression all the time in radio. We talk with our new hires at the radio station I work for, the KSL Sports Zone. Once is a mistake. Twice or more is a problem. So that's kind of the the parlance. That, that's the that's not the parlance. That's that's kind of the the idea of what I'm going with with regards to Jake Goldroyd. But folks, what a win for BYU! That. <laughs> This is a program that's learned to win games, folks. Think about just as recently as 2017. Think about the dregs that BYU went through in that 2017 season. Then 2018, they go to Camp Randall, upset, what was that, number six, Wisconsin? It might have been higher than that. That win seemed to spur a huge turnaround for BYU, and they sputtered and stopped during the 2018 and 2019 seasons. Paid off in 2020 with that magical year uh, with Zach Wilson leading the way. Last year, 10-3, and three, faltered down the stretch, uh, didn't have a good bowl game. And now, folks, 
all of a sudden, BYU's right back into the national consciousness. I don't want to hear, by the way, anything else from the national media about BYU being a one-year wonder. This is the third straight year that BYU has picked up a win that people were just like, yeah, I'm not 100% certain on that. And by the way, I also need to acknowledge that the betting folks down there in Las Vegas, our friends at Bet Online, have BYU as a favorite in this game. It was between two and a half and four points, depending on the sports book you looked at. Our friends at Bet Online, one of our sponsors here on the Locked On Podcast Network, had it close, I believe, still at three points for BYU. But still, what a gutty, incredible win for BYU. Just their third win over a top 10 opponent on their home turf at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The first since 32 years ago when BYU beat uh, number one Miami behind Ty Detmer. That spurred Ty Detmer onto a Heisman Trophy winning campaign. Could this spur BYU onto one of those magical seasons? Could it get Jaron Hall into the Heisman Trophy conversation? Only time will tell because guess what? You got to do it again next week. You got to go to Oregon and win that game. You lose a game here that can change the whole conversation and oh by the way uh, before we get to your comments I got a DM from a, a, a person let's put this way if I were to tell you who they were uh, you would be very quick to be like holy smokes but I got a DM from a person after the game saying Jake I know that you shaved on August 1st this is the last time you shaved I've been growing this beard folks I did it all through training camp for BYU and if you're watching this on YouTube you can see the beard if you're listening to it on the regular podcast provider you can go check it out on YouTube I have been growing a beard since BYU kicked off training camp and it was just a, more of a thing a spur of the moment I, I'm going to let it grow out for a while. Well, I got a I got a DM from a person uh, in the post game and saying, "Jake, that beard, it's got to stay until BYU loses a game." So, that's my promise to y'all. This beard, it ain't going nowhere until BYU drops a game. And I would love nothing more than to be getting into December and have BYU still rocking and rolling. We'll see what happens, but one of those one of those things we're going to grow it folks we're we're rolling until BYU loses a game with this beard and Mrs. Hatch may not necessarily be as fond of it as some of you by the end of this cuz she actually was a she's been a proponent of the beard uh, so far it might start getting a little where she's like, okay, that thing's got to go. But I'm making a promise right now, right here on Locked On Cougars, before the thousands of you who consume this show, that this beard, it ain't going anywhere until BYU drops a game. And I sincerely hope that we're talking about going until December. I, I'd be looking pretty scraggly at that point. But you know what? Well worth it if BYU continues to win football games. All right, we are going to get to your comments momentarily uh, reacting to this win. Uh, we'll share the screen. You'll hear, you'll see that in just a minute. First, though, got to talk about this. One of our sponsors here, and that's our friends at Built Bar. Yes, that is the Built Cougar Tail. I am enjoying this post game. It is the Built Puff Cougar Tail flavor. The best part is it's a specific edition unique to BYU football. Of course, many of you know about the name, image, and likeness agreement that the Built branded companies and Built Bar have with the BYU football program. The good news is this built puff every single one of them that you buy 15 percent of the proceeds go right back to byu athletics and more importantly to the players in the byu football program so i would encourage you guys if you have the opportunity have the means to do so get to built.com right now place your order whether it is that cougar tail flavor or it's one of the myriad of other flavors that built bar has available to you guys place your order now while you're there at built.com we're going to save you some coin on your end as well use the promo code locked on 15 that is l L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5 for 15% off your off your order. That's Built.com using the promo code LOCKEDON15. Support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. 
Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I am going to share this screen now so you can see the tweets as we react to them. Let's see you here. There we go. We're going to go full screen mode on this. Let you guys see those. I'll take down my little overlay there so you can see them. So we are going to talk. This is your chance to shine. I throw this out on social media, on Twitter in particular, after every game, win or loss. So far, it's been all wins this year, 2-0 for BYU. And here is your reaction. Let's start off with our good friend Tricky T. I love you, Tanner. You are one of my favorite trolls out there. You love to have fun with that, but you you know it on the head. BYU earned that win. What an incredible victory for the Cougars. There's no doubt about that. Danny Johnson, one of my old compatriots from Mountain View High School in Orem. Danny saying, Hall hugging Oldroyd at the end of the game was a great example to Hall. You're dead on, Danny. It just, it, what a magical, magical moment there. I already talked about that a little bit. Chad at, redacted at RSL Fan for Live saying, Madness, the Big 12 will be so fun. Nothing but love and respect for our future conference mates. That's the thing about this, folks. You have to have games like tonight that build rivalries as BYU goes into the Big 12. I think Baylor is a very much a natural rival for BYU just due simply to the fact that they're private universities that are religiously affiliated, of course, uh, Baylor with the Baptist. Uh, I think it's the Southern Baptist Convention, if I'm not mistaken, down there. BYU, obviously, with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but that uh, I think that is going to be a big, big rivalry moving forward. Our good friend Kyle Taylor, actually a good old friend of mine from my days at BYU. Huge win without our top two receivers. Roberts came up huge. I am scratching my head at that two-point conversion call. Great win. I almost had a heart attack. Kyle, you're not alone. Uh, by the way, yeah, without Pukunaku and Gunnar Romney, what a performance from Chase Roberts. Ends up with eight receivers receptions for 122 yards, one touchdown, obviously throws the touchdown pass as well. Chase Roberts coming out party was tonight. I've tried to warn y'all, I've tried to tell y'all on this podcast that Chase Roberts is going to be a stud. I did it in the pregame show I did for the KSL Sports Zone. I highlighted the fact that Chase Roberts could be one of those guys who has a big game, and guess what? He delivered for me. I'm not necessarily trying to pat myself on the back, but that was an incredible, incredible performance for Chase Roberts. Two-point conversion call. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily agree with it. I know that it would have been better. Uh, could have probably had a better throw on it. But yeah, it's still a great win all the way around. Our good friend BYU Hawk at Iowa is heaven saying defense is much improved from last year. Excited to see how dynamic the team will be with all the pieces of the offensive puzzle playing. Hashtag dangerous. I agree with you. The defense looked far better in this game than they did a year ago. What an incredible showing for them. But also, once you get a Gunnar Romney, a Pukunakua back out there, if Chase Roberts continues to do what he does and the other wide receivers stepping up with the running uh, backs hopefully having a better performance moving forward could be a really really fun thing coming our good friend Cameron Justice at Cameron Justice saying with huge one without our top two receivers Jaron was great Robert stepped up huge but the defense won that game been a while since we could say that I- I'm dead on with you I'm in lockstep with you there Cameron How often have we talked about the defense being an Achilles heel for BYU? Well, they were maybe the chief strength in this win. He says, I feel for Jake, and I'm glad he didn't have that L on his head, but what a shot of Jaron consoling him at the end. What a great leader. I Man... Like I said, I, it brought some uh, tear to my eye looking at that happen. Oh, by the way, uh, BYU Hawk adds in, I am extremely proud of that young wide receiver core stepping up. There's no doubt about that. That wide receiving core, they've they've been very bullish, speaking to the coaches, about the depth in that group. There's no doubt that they, they proved the proved themselves in a game like tonight. It was a proving ground. Baylor's very, very good, folks. The, the, this is a Baylor team that they... They came in hell-bent on showing that BYU was an inferior program to themselves. And guess what BYU did? They punched him in the mouth and said, get back to Waco. We're going to come in. We're, we're 
we're a power player in the Big 12. BYU should be thinking that as they get ready to make the transition next year. Jeff Hennor, one of our good friends down there in Atlanta, said, I had to boil it down to one thing. It'd be that Lopini is better for our offense than Chris Brooks. That is very interesting. That's an interesting take there, Jeff. I'm not ready to give up on Chris Brooks. I know the coaching staff ain't giving up on him either, but Lopini Katoa, what a critical, critical moment that he came in for and, of course, scoring that touchdown. You don't win that game without it. It was a big, big play for BYU. I love Peeney. He has been just absolutely remarkable for, what, the five or six years he's been in Provo. And I expect that he'll have big moments still to come this season for BYU in in big in, with big opportunities. Also, I had honorable mentions. Chase is that dude. I completely agree with you. Mad Max is a hit stick machine. I remind uh, talking about Max Tooley. By the way, Max Tooley in this game led BYU 13 total tackles, seven of them solo, one quarterback hit. Ben Bywater, for his efforts, had 11 total tackles, one sack, one and a half tackles for loss. The funny thing about this is uh, inside the top tacklers for BYU's defense, Three of them are linebackers. Keenan Peely had six tackles, three of them solo, one and a half tackles for loss. Then the other guys, Ammon Hanneman, eight tackles. Caden Haas, by the way, from his nose tackle position, a very good performance before getting uh, dinged up late in the game. He had six tackles in this one. Nathan Mortensen, at, uh, RN Mortensen says, all I know is BYU's defense deserved all the credit and more for that win. That was absolutely amazing. Folks, it feels like BYU maybe didn't throw a perfect game because they didn't get the shutout in this, but can we say they threw like a two-hitter, a three-hitter in this game? It was not a no-hitter either, but BYU, using the baseball analogy, yeah, that was a masterful, masterful game from the BYU defense. Uh, Harvey J. Scott says, Katoa should be RB1 seriously. I still don't agree with that, Harvey Scott, but thank you uh, for your thought on that. I think Lopini Katoa is going to continue to play a critical role, like I said, in this BYU offense. I just, uh, they're not giving up on Chris Brooks. Chris Brooks, you forget, just a week ago, had a 52-yard touchdown, ran 135 yards on 13 carries, folks. There are going to be better days for BYU's offense running the football. I can assure you of that. I'm going to guess. I'm just I'm placing a wager right now. Chris Brooks going to be a big part of that. Truth Seeker, Truth Seeker 2137, mad respect for the Rock and the fans. I would agree with you on that. The, man, those two, uh, f- by the way, the fault starts, the final two fault starts of this game in that second second overtime folks you out there in Cougar Nation the 63,470 standing room only crowd at LES y'all won that game for BYU in large part because they had a fourth and goal from the 12 yard line if they have their fourth and goal from the two or the three yard line that completely changes the calculus for them when it comes to their play calling Jeff Grimes was digging deep into his playbook trying to find a, a play that would come up with a touchdown when it's fourth and goal from the 12 you out there in Cougar Nation y'all deserve some respect you truly were the 12th man out there on the field Corey at true underscore blue BYU the defense stepped up in huge way in this game and kept us in this game with a very good Baylor team. Chase Roberts is a star in the making. Completely agree there. And I still trust Oldroyd to kick. He will bounce back from this. I'm with you, Corey. I think that Jake Oldroyd, I'm, like I said, I'm chalking this up to a one-off at this point. If it becomes an issue against Oregon or moving forward, you know what? Then we can have a different conversation, but I'm going to chalk it up just for tonight with a one-night thing. All right, Chase Roberts stepped up big time. This comes from Tyson Davis at Lil Davis underscore, saying Chase Roberts stepped up big time, and The Rock comes in clutch in overtime. After watching my Thunderbirds get embarrassed by Utah, speaking of Southern Utah, and then my cousin at Eastern Washington get routed by Oregon, it was good to end the day on a high note. Well, you know what, Tyson? That's the way to do it, man. So congratulations, uh, by the way, uh, on the win, and obviously that's a lot of fun. Our good friend Texas Colonel, by the way, I don't know if you guys can see this video. I'm not sure if it's translating over. It is actually, I can see it actually in our recording. 
recording here. Uh, he was celebrating in his in his pool. So if we can actually play the audio here, let's try this real quick. Let's here we go. Texas Colonel, you're my favorite, man. That was an incredible video. Thank you for sharing that. And you're celebrating in your pool, all lit up blue. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that clip. Uh, also, Ethan Sawyer at Big E84 here says, BYU has some incredible game experience for Roberts. Now looking smart for other wide receivers recovering, hopefully to be available for Oregon. Could be much more dynamic. That is, I agree with that. That's actually a really, really good point there uh, from Ethan. Andrew at Andrew Wa 50 Lee knows and respects from experience. Oh, that's a response uh, to the tweet. Lee Corso, the only picker on college game day to pick BYU with the win. Props to uh, Coach Corso. That's huge. Our good friend Mojo, of course, serving our country overseas as a fighter pilot for the United States Air Force. Says, buckle up. I've got lots of thoughts. We're going to get to Mojo's here in a minute. Ryan Madsen, though, real quick. What a huge win. Jaron and the team came up huge. Chase Roberts was huge tonight. He says, hashtag Chase is on the case. Uh, it was big time. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's get to Mojo's thoughts here. Number one, Jaron is the real deal. There were times when drives were stalled and he made plays. He willed this team to victory. I would agree with you on that. Jaron did have an outsized role in this. Number two, I have been hard on Tuiaki in the past, as have we all, Mojo. But I think this is the first three games of last season combined with what we've seen so far this year show that when we are healthy, we can be elite on defense. I'm going to insert that there. And he's far more willing to mix up the scheme if we have the athletes. I would agree with you. It looks much more dynamic right now with guys like Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilgar out there on the field. That's really fun. Number three, Yikes Oldroyd definitely got the yips. I think he says tips, but I think he means yips. I, I'm not saying it's yips yet. If he goes out there and starts shanking stuff against Oregon, yeah, maybe then we can have that conversation. Number four, Chase Roberts balled out. Tonight was the night for someone to step up with Romney and Nakua out, and that kid showed up. Agree. Uh, like I said, I, Chase Roberts, one of my favorite dudes out there. Uh, I had a great conversation with him last year, and he actually, funny enough, I had requested him for an interview, and I was talking to another player. He came up, and what does he do immediately after I finish up the other interview? I don't remember what the other player I was talking to. He says, Mr. Hatch, my name is Chase Roberts. I, I, I hear you want to talk to me. And I'm like, you don't have to call me Mr. Hatch, dude. Come on now. But we had a great conversation. I got nothing but mad respect for Chase Roberts. And by the way, everything I've heard about this kid in terms of his skill set, it was on display in this game. Final thing from Mojo here. Number five, Brooks had a rough night, but I wouldn't be too hard on him. I agree. Most of the Baylor line are returning from last year, and they shut down freaking Tyler Algier. I'd agree with you on that. They could not run the ball against Baylor last week. That is an elite defense. Maybe the best defense we'll see out BYU will see maybe outside of, what, Notre Dame? Even though Notre Dame gave up 26 points to um Marshall, by the way. By the way, uh, some big losses across the country in the top 10 today. Uh, Texas A&M losing. You also had Wisconsin losing to Washington State, as I mentioned. Uh, so I, I think that BYU, yeah, they've ran into a very, very tough defense. I think they're going to be easier games to run the football. I would agree with you. Mojo, once again, I, I say this all the time. Thank you for our for your service to our country. Truly appreciate you uh, listening to the show and weighing in. All right, Zach Johnson getting through the rest of these comments. Jay Zach Zachary 0114 says, I was in the rock tonight. Holy crap, did our defense bring the energy? Agree with you on that. They stepped up in a major way and won us this game. I felt bad that Jake missed those field goals, but I have the faith that he'll come back better than ever. On to the next one. Thank you, Zach. That was fantastic takes on your point. Uh, number one, Rodney McKee right here at Colo BRDM. I uh, hope I got that right. 
The All Royal was an awesome look too. Yeah, the, the monochrome, typically I'm not a huge fan of monochrome, but BYU with that new shiny helmet, the kind of the, the what do they call it, the chrome finish for the, for the Royal Helmets this year, I think that absolutely was an incredible look for BYU. Jimmy Dub at Cougar Jimmy here says, Jake, I am in awe. It hasn't sunk in yet, bro. BYU just beat the number nine reigning Big 12 champ Baylor Bears. That happened. That's real life. Unfreaking real. Defense looked amazing. Came up big when it counted. This is a hell of a team. Long live Kalani Sataki. Jimmy, I think a lot of Cougar fans are saying amen right now. I'm recording this very early Sunday morning, but I think that a lot of people up there, if you were able to get up in front of your LDS uh, congregation, uh, your ward, and say that, then there'd be probably a bunch of Cougar fans saying amen and a bunch of you fans saying, another one of those Cougar fans. But hey, what a win. All right, um, guess I'm a watch go BYU undefeated at Cougar 7 I like that new name. Friendly reminder that we did that without Puka and Gunner. Hey, there you go. Uh, Andy at old, Rask, old underscore Rascal. Max Tooley is a beast. Depth at wide receiver is A-OK, and Brooks still has a lot to prove. Man, folks, I, I don't know if necessarily Chris Brooks has much to prove. Like I said, this was a very, very good Baylor defense they went up against. Andy also had this, with this win today and Notre Dame's loss, a 10-win season looks highly likely, maybe in an 11-win season. Now, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself on that but the thing about this is suddenly uh Oregon looks winnable Notre Dame looks winnable maybe Arkansas is gonna be the true test and guess where BYU gets Arkansas oh yeah on the same turf they just beat Baylor on at Lavelle Edwards Stadium folks this is the kickoff to what could be a a special season you got to be healthy you got to have the ball bounce your way a couple of times it feels like but 2-0 with that win over Baylor all possibilities are on the table now for the Cougars. Amber Roberts, our good friend, says, Wow, just wow. Just so impressed with the grit of this team. My ears are ringing and my voice is gone, but I am one happy fan. Freaking go Cougs. Thank you, Amber. You're the best. Absolutely love your family. Uh, tell your husband hi for me. He's a dear friend of mine. Speaking of Ryan, uh, her husband, we grew up together. Uh, Josh Burr at Shua Burr says, Does Tuiaki finally have the horses to run the type of defense he wants to run? I think he does. It is awesome to watch Stout D getting pressure, causing problems, and not getting burnt. Holy fetch, Max Tooley, 23. Dude was laying wood and all over the football field. Max Tooley, folks, had a fantastic game. And by the way, I had a conversation with somebody who knows a lot about uh, football, and he told me that exact thing. He says, Jake, I think Tuiaki's finally got the guys to run the defense. He's always dreamed of running uh, for BYU. Does that mean that that actually is going to come to fruition? Who knows? But it's it's a big opportunity. All right, Matty Fee here at uh, Matt Fitu. After two after week two, it looks like BYU can win all the remaining games on their schedule. The defense looked tough. They're gonna have to go out there and prove it, folks. There's no doubt that the BYU has the opportunity here now, staring them in the face. You can only go one and zero each week. You can only win the game in front of you. But BYU's won their first two. Got. 10 more to go. Uh, first string bench warmer at Real Chris Call says the D and the Rock get the game ball. I'd agree with you on that. They should be that way. Uh, LJ Lewis, uh, good friend Lawrence, is blown away by the defense. I wasn't a believer after the UCF game. I think she means USF game. But man, did they show up tonight. Shout out to Fisher Jackson who had an awesome game. Only a sophomore. Kid is going to be good. Uh, Fisher was a big uh, media target this week just with his ability, what he did against USF. He talked to the media. This kid was a safety, folks, at Harriman High School. Has morphed himself into a true rush end for BYU. He did have a good game, one of those underrated games out there. I thought he was very good along with Ben Bywater as well. Uh, Nick Lee, our friend right here, that game probably took a few hours or days off my life. That darn moon mojo. Where does this rank among home wins? Got to be top 10, maybe even top five. 
I'm going to have to mull that one over, Nick. I'm going to do some thinking about that. Maybe I'll be able to address that better on our Monday edition of the show. That's a great question, though. What a win for BYU all the same. Nick Chadwick, does Robert start over a healthy Romney? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. I, I I wouldn't think so. I I don't. I'm a guy who uh, believes that if you lost your job due to performance, that's one thing. You don't lose it due to injury. And Gunnar Romney, he's injured, folks. He's hoping and chomping at the bit to play, but until the doctors clear him, he can only sit on the sideline and show what he can do. Uh, Jordan Naylor, Jay Nels, 21. Connor Payne, Kingsley Suomatia balled out. Chase was on the case. Jaron won the game three times. I would agree with all those takes. Thank you, Jordan. You're a good friend. You're a GFOP that over there. All y'all are absolutely. But Josh Chisholm, Jay Chizzy, 21. BYU stepped up and took the challenge. They went toe-to-toe with one of the toughest, biggest teams in the country and came out on top. The defense has some absolute Dogs. They got that dog in them, folks. Josh, you're not wrong. That Baylor team, that's what BYU is going to have to play week in and week out in the Big 12. I know that not every team's as big and strong as Baylor, but guess what? You got, uh, you've got a new conference you're going into in 2023, and BYU, they've got to be ready to match that. And trust me, they have worked hard at building that. I, I've, like, I've talked about this on every appearance I've made in radio, podcasts, etc. this week, speaking about Josh Larson saying that the 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 Baylor game in 2021, BYU got beat down there in Waco. The coaching staff told the defensive line and the offensive line after that game, you guys need to take it upon yourselves to match that. You've got to get bigger, stronger. You've got to be able to hold up against these guys. Sure looked like they took that to heart and they held up against Baylor in this game. By the way, Baylor, that wasn't a reloaded Baylor offensive and defensive line. They were about as good as they have been in both of those trenches. And BYU, they went toe-to-toe with those guys. Very, very impressed there. All right, got a few more uh, answers here. Uh, run out of time here. We'll get through these as fast as we possibly can. JT Lamro at JT underscore Lamro says, Defense, defense, defense. I haven't seen a BYU defense play as well as they did today. This was a gutsy, hard-fought win for BYU, and now my voice is gone gone next up Oregon well JT rest that voice up get some of that throat coat tea and uh, make sure your voice is ready to go for next week but thank you uh, for weighing in Landon Sorensen I'm so wired the Chase Roberts game a star in the making Folks, Chase Roberts, he is truly a star in the making. Next one, Jacob Osler right here. The defense made a huge improvement, and I love it. And I agree. I felt like the USF game was not a true indicator of what this defense was capable of doing, speaking of a BYU's defense. This game, I felt like, was going to be a proving grounding. Well, for one game, BYU's defense looks like they have figured some things out. Steven Kuhn says, this is such a fun game. One of the first games where I enjoyed watching the defense even more than the offense. That's interesting, Steven. I like that take, actually. Thank you. That's kind of a unique one. I actually enjoyed watching defense. A lot of people are all about offense, but good to hear somebody enjoyed the defense. It was a truly master class in defensive football. Did BYU have their moments where they were very much bending? Yes, but they didn't break. To have Baylor come in and be hell-bent on running it 52 times at you and you only limit them to 52 yards, that is bending but not breaking. BYU had their moments where they easily could have snapped and broke, but they did not do that. Casey Finlinson, fantastic, hard-fought W. I'm glad here. I'm glad there are things to improve. Very few injuries, and BYU is still able to win this game. By the way, 
uh, on the injury thing. Kalani said in his postgame comments with uh, Gregor Bell and Riley Nelson on on uh, BYU Radio saying that uh, he didn't see any seasoning any injuries, but he also talked about the fact a lot of these guys are going to be beat up. That was that was a like a heavyweight fight, folks. There's going to be a lot of BYU football players after this game need some extra R&R and some extra treatment. There's no doubt about that. All right, continue with Casey's thought here. It says, uh, very few injuries. BYU still able to win that game. Home crowd at LES is a great thing. Love the energy and celebrating with 63,000 plus of my best friends. Hashtag go Cougs. Casey, you're not kidding. BYU fans rushing the field. That was really, really fun. All right, Eric M saying, I haven't seen so much blitzing, blitzing since Bronco left. BYU brought the heat a lot tonight, folks. I think that's a credit to how these lineback- how this linebacking core, now that it's back healthy, Healthy, they can really step up and show what they can do. Matty Fiat, Matt Fitu, I already read that one. I apologize. Big Uncle Pooh, by the way, if you guys don't know Big Uncle Pooh, Adrian, as I know him, uh, he is just a, a great human being, first off. But Pooh says his defense played a huge role. Chase Roberts was incredible. The crowd, though, was fun. You're not kidding. That place, by the way, LES, it was rocking and rolling. That is a true home field advantage. All of you guys were masterful in that. All right, uh, Preston and Corinne Arnold. Uh, by the way, Preston and Corinne, I have your guys' prize from our 1,000 uh, subscriber giveaway. Uh, that's on me. I will get it to you as soon as possible. So I apologize for that. But it says, defense redemption. After what Baylor did to them last year, this was quite the show. The defense won the game. You're not kidding. They absolutely did win the game, and that's that was really, really fun. And by the way, our good friend Drake Toll, by the way, uh, tweeted this out, so you can see this right here. Why are all these BYU fans being so nice to me? Well, Mike, as you saw right here, <laughs> up yours, pal. You feel better? He's just trying to make Drake feel a little bit better because I had a chance to catch up with Drake at the game. We did our our, our crossover edition earlier this week. Uh, Drake is one of my favorite human beings out there, so... Uh, Fun to have Mikey B having some fun with Drake at the end of that. All right, so there you go. Uh, man, folks, that was fun. That was a whole lot of fun. BYU's 2-0. I'm expecting them to be inside the top 15. I might stay up tonight and actually do my film review and not even sleep tonight. I am that wired. It is now 3 a.m., and I don't feel like I'm slowing down at any point. I may just collapse at some point on the couch, but at the same time, a big thank you for all of your support, as always, of this podcast. Uh, Monday edition will be coming your way shortly. Of course, we'll do our film review Monday. We'll react to where BYU's ranked in the national rankings, and then, hey, we're off to the races once again in the lead up to the Oregon matchup next Saturday afternoon. All you can do at this point if you're BYU is say, okay, we're 2-0 now. We're probably going to be a top 15 team, and now we got to make the trip to Autzen, and you go 1-0 next week. Make it 3-0, and then the following week you go 4-0. you got to focus on the here and now. There's no looking ahead if you're the BYU football program. Us in the media, us as fans, we can look ahead and we can prognosticate on that, but if you're a BYU football player who maybe happened to watch this, and very few of them do, I would hope, but at the same time, they can narrow in on what they can control, and that is going up to Autzen and winning in a very... Very, very tough road environment. You talk about a rough uh, rough road environment for B- for Baylor to come into at BYU. Well, BYU's walking into a hornet's nest when they get to Autzen next week and very much looking forward to that. So a big thank you once again. Huge win for BYU. Like I said, Monday edition of the show, we will have you covered. I'll have my uh, film review, my notes from what I took away after a second viewing of that game. We'll get to that. Like I said, we'll react to the national ranking conversation. We got you covered top to bottom. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars truly your first listen of the day. All of you out there 
there, the thousands of you who tune in on our regular podcast feeds, or if you're tuning in on YouTube, you guys, you are the ones that make this go. And a sincere thank you from me to all of you. That's going to do it for us. Have a great night. Uh, no matter if you're watching this when you wake up on Sunday morning or if you're a nut like me who is up late, I thank you once again for checking us out. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. See ya.